name's Travis Sims, and I am the founder and CEO of AGC Accelerated Global Connections. And this is the AGC Experience. Our lives are a series of choices. Each choice leads to a result. Would you like to easily know which choices are the right life choices for you? If you've never met Amy Tyson, owner of Infinity Life Design, make it a priority to connect with her. Amy is a master of feng shui and batzi, which she calls destiny analysis. She assists her clients in understanding the hidden forces that are influencing their lives. A destiny reading with Amy is like reading a book all about you. She highlights which decisions will bring you to your fullest potential and which choices will lead you down a path of obstacles. If you're struggling with a challenge or you want to lift your life even higher, get connected with Amy and Infinity Life Design on facebook.com slash infinitylifedesign or subscribe to her online newsletter at infinitylifedesign.com and connect with your infinite life. Dr. Laura Moody. Dr. Moody is the North American product manager at Centagon Pharma, Pharma Technology. Prior to Centagon, Laura was the technical leader for the cell-based drug screening and manufacturing group at Thermal Fisher Scientific. Laura earned her PhD in cellular and molecular biology at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. She's also a wife, mother, nature lover, avid reader, and baker. Please join me in welcoming today's speaker, Dr. Laura Moody. Hello. Hi, everyone. Thank you for your attention today. I'll be talking about my career path, how I had to take several different risks um, to get out of my comfort zone, and it helped me to chart a path to supporting manufacturing of COVID-19 vaccines in a way that I probably wouldn't have expected five, 10 years ago. So I'd like to start by telling you a little bit about myself. I'll be blunt, I'm a perfectionist. I love to keep things within my control. I don't like leaving things to chance. So you might be thinking, how can someone who tries to distance themselves from uncertainty tell me anything about taking risks? And that's a really fair point. What I hope to convey today is that even the most risk-averse person like me can muster up the courage to take a risk, learn to appreciate change, and come out better for it on the other side. So my background, as Mark mentioned, is as a cellular and molecular biologist. I have always loved science, and in particular, biology, which is the study of life. I toyed with the idea of becoming a medical doctor, but I realized that I was more interested in finding out why someone was sick instead of knowing how to fix them. So our bodies are made up of cells which are the smallest units of life. You have skin cells, lung cells, retina cells, each with different purposes. But when they're working together, they form our bodies. All living organisms are made up of cells. While different types of cells have different functions, the basic structure is the same. Inside of a human cell, a dog cell, bumblebee cell, or a sunflower cell, 
you'll always find a nucleus, inside of which is DNA, the instruction manual for life. The study of DNA and the molecules within the cell is called molecular biology. So I'll stop myself with the science lesson right there because while I can talk about these topics for days, that's not what you're here for. Now at the University of Wisconsin, I discovered my love for diving deep into topics and finding out as much as I could about that topic, asking questions that I could only answer through a series of experiments. Over the course of five years, I earned a PhD while studying what genes, or DNA, are turned on or off in the brain during prion infection. Prion infection is more commonly referred to as mad cow disease. I'm, I'm sure you've heard of that. It's extremely rare. Only about one in a million people come down with this disease every year. It's rare, and it's also 100% fatal. There's no treatment, no cure. I felt then, and I still do, that I was contributing basic research toward the larger goal of understanding the disease so that someday a treatment or a cure could be found. Because, as it so happens, my grandmother was one of those one in a million people that died of a prion disease. She got it sporadically, not by eating tainted meat. The majority of people that do get this disease have it happen sporadically. There's no known reason. So my research, for me, was personal. My career ambition at this point in my life was to become a professor so that I could do scientific research and to teach. If it's not apparent, I really like talking about this kind of stuff. So I stayed in academia for an additional five years after earning my degree performing postdoctoral research studying a different, rare neurodegenerative disease that affects children called Alexander disease. I was doing basic bench research using an FDA-approved drug library to find potential off-label treatments for this rare disease. During this five-year stint, the seeds of my first career risk really started to take root. Now, when you're in academia, surrounded by other academics, you're in a bit of an echo chamber. The thought of leaving a university to work in industry is seen as the road less, less traveled, and there's not a lot of people to help guide you along that path. I was losing my desire to teach, and I had seen firsthand that the life of a professor wasn't simply teaching and researching, as I, I had thought, but a series of committee meetings, grant writing, lab management, and a whole lot of bureaucracy. This wasn't what I envisioned for myself. It was time to make a change, but where to begin? I knew that I was a good scientist with a lot of experience doing a lot of complicated experiments. I knew I had a talent for taking complicated scientific topics and making them easy to understand. Could I find a role outside of a university setting where I could use these skills? Lucky for me, in Madison, Wisconsin, there's a thriving biotech industry. I fairly easily found a position at Thermo Fisher Scientific as a technical leader for their cell-based drug screening 
and custom cellular services. I was using that cell biology background perfectly here. I got to work with customers at big pharmaceutical companies to select or design the experiments they needed to help their in-process development drug or development of drugs. I really liked talking to customers and developing relationships with people that I was collaborating with and performing experiments for. Coming in as a technical leader helped me to train upcoming scientists in the group I was working in to perform more complicated experiments and to make sure that they understood what was happening in the test tube. I really found my niche and for three years I was thriving. And then life happened. As Mark also mentioned, I'm married, married with a couple of kids and my husband got a job in Minnesota. And it was a good job, not something that he could pass up. We're from Minnesota originally with family and friends that we had been away from for almost 13 years. So it was time to move home. But what was I going to do professionally? Searching for jobs in Minnesota was difficult. I can't sugarcoat it. It was a really, really trying time. The kind of biotech that my resume was very well suited for doesn't exist doesn't exist in the Twin Cities, or if it does, they weren't hiring at the time. This was a, a hard time in my professional career, and luckily for me, I had a span of about six months when I knew we were moving from Wisconsin, but before I actually had to be in Minnesota. So over that course of time, the job hunt really picked up, but it wasn't bearing any fruit. The easy path for me was blocked. I needed to get out of my comfort zone, but I was scared. Remember, I'm a perfectionist, so if I'm not perfectly suited for a job, it doesn't feel right. If I can't check all the boxes next to required experience, I wasn't going to apply for that job. However, about four months into my job search, I decided let's change it up. Instead of getting frustrated by not finding things perfectly suited for me, I took the opportunity to do some soul searching and to understand where I wanted my career to head, which direction I wanted to head in. What did I enjoy about my working life? I like working with people. I like being the person who had a solution to people's pain points. Researching and understanding a whole lot about a topic and then stepping up to be the expert on that topic was really exciting for me. I'm organized, analytical, so piles and piles of data do not intimidate me. I like to strategize and come up with unique solutions. Pulling all of these different threads together, I pictured a career where I can use my technical skills to my advantage while working with people. I'd always been interested in a career in business, particularly selling unique solutions for science-driven projects. Granted, I don't have any background in business, but I felt like my scientific history could be well used in a business setting, particularly in a pharmaceutically adjacent business field. I'd done the hard work up front to get really entrenched in the science 
I can learn something new. I can learn something new with business. I was able to reframe my past experiences to fit into business-focused positions, managed external custom biology projects, becomes worked closely with customers and cross-functional teams, stayed current on latest technological advancements, becomes cellular and gene therapy market research. I took some big swings when it came to job applications, but studies show that women in general don't take enough risks when it comes to applying for new jobs. I applied for many that didn't check all the boxes. And you know what? It worked. I found the right fit with a company that builds machines. You may have heard of them. Bosch. They make dishwashers. They make power tools. They also have or had a business segment dedicated to pharmaceutical packaging. Using my background in cellular and molecular biology and in working in collaborative custom projects, I was hired as a technical sales support subject matter expert for a product line used by pharmaceutical manufacturers. After getting my feet wet for a few years in that role, I parlayed it into a larger product management role with business development responsibilities. I speak at conferences. I present new technologies to customers. I've done a lot of work to translate uh, or to help our sales team better understand our customer base. And because of my scientific background, I can translate our customers' research um, about the medicines that they're developing to cure or treat a disease to our sales team. It's fulfilling in ways that I never thought were possible for me. I've come to appreciate the career change that I've experienced, and I've found out new things about myself that I never thought I could do. It's okay to be scared of change, but if you feel that fear and you use it to drive you or to fuel you, you just might find out things about yourself and you might find that you can do things above and beyond anything that you thought possible. Now, what does any of this have to do with COVID-19? So if you knew me 10 years ago, you would have thought, sure, I can see Laura helping to develop the vaccine based on the experience in the lab. That's what I thought too. I'd always wanted to contribute to the greater good, to medicine, and for me, that path was science. When COVID-19 reared its head, it just so happened that I was working for a company that builds machines that puts medicine into vials or syringes or cartridges or any other container that a medicine might be held in. You've seen news reports of vials being transported on big conveyors, high-speed filling of these vials. These machines are what my company, now called Syntagon, that was a rebranding, Syntagon Pharma Technology, that's what we build. So I'm directly responsible for several products that are used during the final fill, which is industry lingo for getting the medicine into its final container. The past 18 months have been a roller coaster, but the fact that I can say I had an impact, however small, on the manufacture of a vaccine to protect against a pandemic is a point of pride. 
and looking back on my career path, and if I would have stayed in the slots that I had been in before making my few different career changes, I don't think I would have been able to say that I contributed. Taking those career risks, while scary at the time, has really paid off for me, personally and professionally. I encourage you to take a risk, apply for a job that you might not be fully qualified for, but that your experience can help you bring something more to the table. Find out what makes you happiest in your career. Really search your soul for that and reframe your experiences to fit what that job might be looking for. Get out of your comfort zone. Don't let that hold you back because you're capable of more than you give yourself credit for. One final point. Now that you've heard my story, this shouldn't come as a surprise when I say this. If you haven't gotten your COVID vaccine yet, today is the day. Help protect each other by getting vaccinated. Thanks for your attention.